The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, so when's your next vacation? When was your last vacation? And on your last vacation, did you have that weird feeling on the very last day, that overwhelming sense that when you get home, all heck is going to break loose and you're just like afraid to open up your inbox and you're already dreading the thought of going home and returning to reality? Well, if that's you, or if you have an upcoming vacation that you would love for it to be stress-free, you are in luck. This is your episode. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So if you've been a longtime listener of The Shalene Show, you know the story. But if you're relatively new here, hello, nice to meet you. Welcome. Thank you for joining the family. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for spending some time with me right now with your earbuds or if you're listening to this on a stereo, wherever you're listening to this, I just want to first off thank you for the time that you're spending with me. But if we're new, just getting to know each other, you should probably know in another lifetime, not too many years ago, I was a complete workaholic, kind of stressaholic. I only knew go, 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 go. I had a very difficult time vacationing, taking a day off. If someone said, hey, we're planning a vacation, someone kind of specifically being my husband, I would pretend like smile and act really excited, but inside I would have a panic attack. Like, how am I supposed to relax? Vacation? That doesn't even sound fun. Why would I want to take a vacation? I love work. That was my drug of choice. I could immerse myself in work and just doing and trying to do things for other people so that I could kind of define myself by helping other people anyways. I am no longer that person. Of course, I you know, I'm a work in progress, so I'm always trying to keep myself accountable. But I would say it was maybe five, six years ago, maybe now I'm close to seven years ago, where I started understanding that that had to change and not quite knowing how to do it. We were taking a vacation to Maui as a family. I knew that this drive to work and this insatiable, I guess, need to be busy and to not just like relax and think, it was so powerful that I knew it was having negative consequences. And I I wanted to be like those people who could just unplug and unwind, you know, which is interesting because my dad can do that. And I've always really admired that quality in him. He's a very hardworking man with incredible work ethic. And I think myself, my sister, my brother, we all kind of get some of our compulsive workaholic type qualities from him. But I do remember growing up that when he turned off work, he could just turn it off. He just shut it down. Didn't talk about work, didn't think about work. And if somebody brought it up, I would remember he'd kind of like make this face and his face would kind of turn red and he'd say, do we have to talk about work? Let's not talk about work. And that's a really great quality. I wanted to adopt that quality. I just didn't know how. Kind of like someone who drinks too much but doesn't want to be drinking that much and they don't know how to stop. So they look at other people who are able to do it within reason 
and they just try to copy their behaviors, right? So, you know, it's many years ago and my husband says, we're going to take this trip to Hawaii as a family. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to do like those people do who are able to shut off work. And I actually read an article. I can't even remember what website it was on now, but specifically gave you tips on how to set up a vacation reply to your email, how to reach you in the event of an emergency, but that you were not going to be checking in on email, how to set up boundaries for yourself with regard to social media. Of course, social media at that time, which isn't that long ago, wasn't that big of a deal, but it was still there, you know, and I was still very attached to my digital devices. But I I read this article and I really wanted to unplug and I really wanted to do this for my family. I wanted to do it for myself too. I wanted to like kind of prove to myself that I could actually unplug from work. And I'll just never forget being in Maui feeling so overwhelmed because even though I was following through on all these things, even though I had given people a way to reach me if there were an emergency, I wasn't checking in. I wasn't checking emails. I wasn't getting ahead in the projects I knew would be there waiting for me upon my return. I was really trying to unplug and each and every day I could feel my anxiety level rise. And I didn't feel normal. I didn't feel good. I wasn't enjoying my vacation. Here it was the first time I'd ever taken a vacation and done zero work. And I can't think of a vacation where I was more miserable and more stressed. So I'm saying that because that might be right for you. Like maybe that's what you need to do. I think the best example is my dad, right? Like that would be good for my dad, but it wasn't good for me. And since that time, I'm a different person, obviously, for many reasons. Number one, just self-reflection, listening to podcasts, reading books, understanding where that workaholic drive came from, understanding what it means to be enough. And of course, therapy, like a great therapist will help you figure out, okay, so like, why are you doing this? Why is it you can't relax? Why? What is it that's driving your drive, if you will? So I'm a much more evolved person, certainly still a uh, a work in progress, but I've since learned how to find balance. And what I was trying to do was kind of the all or nothing. I'm recording this for you right now on my very last day of a 10-day vacation, and I feel amazing, and I'm excited to go home, and I don't have anxiety, and I don't have that panicked feeling like, oh my gosh, what's waiting for me when I get home? I feel refreshed. I feel overwhelmed with gratitude. I feel rested. I feel restored. I feel so happy, and that's what a vacation should feel like, whether it's two days or 10 days or a month. And I want to share with you the strategies that I have over the course of these many years learned work for me. And I say that because they might not work for you. You might need to be that person who completely unplugs and can just like turn the world off for 10 days. That wasn't good for me. So I'm going to share with you strategies that I have found help me to feel the feelings I just described for you. And it starts with this. Number one, before your vacation, understand what makes you feel grounded when you're not on vacation. For me, that is my morning routine. So it's really important that I keep my morning routine intact as much as possible while I'm on vacation. Like not being a control freak about it, but understanding that there are certain things that allow me to feel good, like waking up early planning my schedule, even when I'm on vacation, 
the next day, even if there's only like, you know, a few things I'm going to do, I still write out my schedule in my journal. I use my smart life journal and I just kind of sketch it out. Even if like eight of those hours in the middle of the day are spent snowboarding and hanging out with friends, I still write it down. And that's important because it grounds me. My exercise helps me to feel normal. You know, if you take medication to stabilize, like maybe you struggle with depression, that's a real thing, or your blood pressure has to be monitored and you have to take blood pressure medication, you're going to take that on vacation with you so that you can be healthy and feel your best. These habits for me are what make me feel my best. It's like leaving home without bringing your medication. This for me is what makes me enjoy my vacation. And in the past, I wouldn't do these things because I felt guilty. Like, oh gosh, if I schedule a few things during my vacation, then people are going to think that I'm, you know, I'm a lunatic or I have OCD. Now I'm like, my vacation is about me feeling refreshed. And that's important to me. So here's a list of the things that I need to make certain. And I want you to make a list too. Like what things make you feel grounded when you're at home? Because you want to make sure you can do those things on vacation. For me, it's planning my schedule the night before. It is having my food, having access to my food. So I'm going to plan those things before my vacation. Can I have food delivered? Is there a Whole Foods nearby? Is there the opportunity to shop at places where there's organic fruits and vegetables? You know, I, I want to look at those things in advance. The next thing I need to make sure is exercise. That's my drug of choice. That is what makes me feel happy and alive and It's what keeps me young. It's what keeps me going. So I want to be able to make sure that I can exercise nearly every day. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm training like, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for something, but that I can get my blood pumping and I can feel and look my best. Another thing that really makes me feel grounded is alone time. Now, my introverts, Don't underestimate the value of having some time to yourself, even when you're on vacation. Your spouse already knows this, that when you are your best, you treat them the best possible, right? And when you're on vacation, sometimes you're in one, you know, a smaller cramped environment or you're with relatives or friends or whatever. You've got to make sure if you're an introvert or the kind of person who needs a moment to yourself to recharge That's up to you to figure out when and where that's going to happen so that you can be your best on vacation and when you return. And along those same lines, people, like being around the right kind of people. I'm one who believes that we should really choose carefully the people who we are investing our time with. We have so little time in this life on this planet that every minute that we have choice, right? Like sometimes you don't have choice. Sometimes you you just got to be with family, got to make the best of it. Or you got to be with, you know, a coworker who you don't particularly enjoy, whatever. But where there is choice, especially as it relates to vacation, do your best to make certain that you're around people who actually help you feel refreshed and renewed and happy. And if circumstances are such, let's say you're, you know, you have to travel with your husband back to spend time with his family and your mother-in-law, bless her heart, just bless her heart. She's so good at pointing out all your shortcomings and it sucks the energy right out of you. Well, deal with it. Like deal with it. You know what I mean? Like realize it's her issue and not yours. Don't take it on your husband. That's hashtag rude, right? Unless he's like not sticking up for you. That's a whole nother episode, but just deal with it because mom's not going to change. And ultimately at the end of the day, just 
lead with love, understand that she's doing the best that she can. It is her issue, not yours. But be aware ahead of time that you're going to need a break from that. And don't expect it to be a big deal. Low key it. Don't make such a big deal about things. Just go with the flow. Be happy that the people who we love are still alive, even if they are imperfectly flawed, because we are too. But where you have the ability to choose the people that you're with, choose wisely. Next, oftentimes when we're going on vacation, we're doing so with someone that we love or going to visit someone that we love. It is best to have important conversations before your vacation. Don't make it a big deal. Don't make it about them. Make it about you. Let them know how excited you are about your upcoming break, spending time with them, and also to let them know what it is you need in order to feel really restored. Here's what I mean by that. If you are, quote unquote, a workaholic who can't put their device down, who is always on their laptop, who can absolutely not unplug, you've got to make some compromises. However, going cold turkey is going to make you a miserable person to be around, number one. And number two, you know, quite frankly, if you are the breadwinner, if you're a person who has to be on your phone, you have to check in with the boss from time to time or your team, you've got to make sure the bills are getting paid. It's kind of unrealistic to think that you're going to be completely unplugged and also feel stress-free when you've got all this responsibility on your shoulders. Make a compromise rather than, you know, being on your device all the time. Set up some boundaries, like say to your partner, it's really important to me so that I feel as though I can continue to enjoy this vacation that I check in with the team or that I check emails every day from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. My friend Brendan Burchard has this policy with his wife, and it's this. While she's showering and getting ready, he can go online and get caught up with his business. So if she takes a long shower, he's got a longer opportunity to check in and figure out what's going on. If it's a quick shower, then he's got to get off his device when she's done so they can spend quality time together. Whatever the boundaries are, make sure you're compromising, that it's enough so that you still feel like you can enjoy your vacation, you can be fun and you can be present, but not so much that your partner feels like they are simply in another location and here you are still attached to your devices and not able to be present. Set some boundaries and stick to them because if you're going to compromise in this way, it's really important that you honor your own boundaries, not only for your loved one, but for yourself. For me personally, while I'm on vacation, I will check social media for about 20 minutes in the morning while I'm getting ready. All my other morning routines stay the same. I listen to a podcast or an audiobook, or I listen to an online training. I schedule my morning. I use my Smart Life push journal every day so I can track my food. Yes, even on vacation. I use that so I can kind of schedule what my day looks like because, you know, the bottom line is there's nothing worse than going on a vacation, whether it's three days or 10 days, and realizing there were so many things you wanted to do and you didn't do them because you just let your days drift by. Even your time off should have intention, like live this life with intention, with purpose, with a plan. It gives you so much more freedom. I think it's a misconception that a plan, a schedule, 
is too rigid or that it's too structured for vacation. I disagree. I think you're going to have so much more freedom and be able to fit in so much more life. You'll be able to live life when you have a plan. Next, if your vacation is meant to make you feel better, why would you put poison in your body? Now, hold up, girlfriend, boyfriend. You know I am not trying to say, don't get your cocktail on. You know, this is all supposed to be 100% clean eating even when you're on vacation. No, 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 no. I'm just saying you want to feel good, right? And so why would you put poison in your body while you're trying to feel refreshed and restored and renewed? So try to adhere to the same kind of eating that you do when you're at home. And I'm never going to be someone who's going to tell you to go 100%. I love that 85-15 rule. I love you having a sense of moderation. I don't think it makes sense to drink every night of your vacation. Granted, I've taken vacations where I've had a cocktail every night and I don't feel better when I go home. So, you know, if you have one cocktail a week or one a month, then just kind of try to stick something close to that. Just don't go crazy on your vacation because otherwise you'll go home and you'll be one of those people who thinks they need to go on a three-day, you know, only drinking lemon water and having a mint toothpick for dinner kind of people. Like, what's the point if you have such gluttony on your vacation where you're having desserts after every meal and cocktails every night and not exercising, eating fried foods, and then you go home? Like, why would you undo all of the hard work that you did to look amazing on your vacation? Just continue it. In fact, one of my absolute favorite things to do while I'm on vacation is extend my workouts. Because at home, you know, there is a little bit more of a schedule. People are expecting me to show up at work while I'm on vacation. It's not that I work out like, okay, how do I explain this? I work out with greater leisure. So I'm on vacation. If I'm going to do a HIIT workout and strength training, yeah, I might waste some time taking some pictures for Instagram in between those two workouts. Like there's not as much pressure. And I'm telling you, it feels so good to not be rushed, to enjoy my workout. And that's one thing that Brett and I love to do together. No matter where we're traveling, we try to find a cool little local gym, like a studio or something that's privately owned so we can experience the people. We can try new classes. We do this all the time. And it's something we both look forward to. And it helps us stay on track. And it gives us a new experience, which helps us to grow, which gives us something to talk about. Like that's what vacations are about is growth. It's not about, you know, gluttony. So if you want to come back feeling restored, renewed, feeling as though you've got more energy to take on your life, then make sure that all the things that make you feel good and grounded all the things that make you happy, all the things that make you grow, all the things that make you proud. You're doing those things on vacation too, but maybe without as much work. How about that? Not thinking so much about work, but this is my last tip for you. I don't know that it helps you or anyone else to completely unplug and not check in or do just a little bit of work each day if doing so makes you calmer, more present more able to enjoy every part of your vacation, including the last day. I just know too many people that completely unplug and their last day or two of their vacations, they're so overwhelmed by the thought of what they're going to return to that it kind of ruins the end of their vacation. It leaves a bad taste in their mouth as they're leaving. I'm leaving Park City in another 30 minutes from now. And I can tell you, I spent the morning 
drinking coffee with close friends. Last night, I enjoyed the most amazing dinner with six other couples. We talked about what makes a great marriage, what keeps couples together, what it means to go through hard times. We talked about growth. We talked about therapy. Like my cup runneth over. I feel so renewed, so happy, so blessed, so grateful. And I was able to be so present in those conversations and just, man, shredding up the mountain and having such a good time. And I really think it's because I spent, you know, maybe 45 minutes maximum an hour each day just checking in, doing a few things that make me feel like I'm going to come home tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to return to Southern California and I'm going to feel amazing. I'm not going to feel overwhelmed or stressed or like I need a vacation from my vacation. So remember this, plan and think ahead before your next vacation so that you can truly be present, enjoy it, and get the most out of every moment. You were here with me on this vacation, especially if you follow me on Snapchat, because that was cool to be able to share the people that I was with and the homes, the home that I was staying in and some of our activities. And thank you for all of your wonderful comments on Instagram and Facebook and Before I go, I have a special favor to ask of you. If you haven't yet, can you make sure you're subscribed to both The Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe? I think you're going to love the most recent Build Your Tribe episodes because I have interviewed a bunch of people who have either full-time jobs or they're full-time moms or they're, you know, they've got a full-time life, like even a college student, but they've all figured out a way to make extra money online, kind of moonlighting. I can't even wait to have you guys listen to some of these. So even if you're not interested in quote unquote business per se, I know you're interested in having a little extra cash in your pocket so that you might be able to enjoy one of those crazy cool vacations. So take a listen. It's a series I call Moonlighting and it's just some really cool different ideas, ways of for you, for anyone, including if you've got kids, ways that they can make money online and start saving for their future or your next vacation. So do me a favor, subscribe. Let me know you subscribed. Hit me up in social media. Let me know you did this. Subscribe to The Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe. And bonus points if you write a review. Listen, I love you. And I really appreciate beyond what you could ever imagine that you spend this time listening with me. And I'll see you soon. Love ya. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down. SmartLifePushJournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem. The Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, that seems like common sense, and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, My 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, 
and it's so big and so cumbersome you can barely carry it around. This is not your journal. I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors, it just dawned on me. My whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you, portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time. And that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs and you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet and nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier, And it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom. This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big, they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple. And it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal. Because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I can't wait for you to try this. I can't wait for you to develop this habit. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.